Welcome to the one-to-one podcast brought to you by the Learning Technology Center of Illinois. The LTC is a program of the Illinois State Board of Education. We support all K-12 districts, schools, and educators in Illinois through technology initiatives, services, and professional learning opportunities. Our work addresses high-need technology and digital learning challenges. We help schools increase access to and use of technology to improve educational opportunities. Our hosts are Brian Bates, Associate Executive Director for Professional Learning, and Matt Jacobson, Online Learning Coordinator. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Brian, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. We're getting ready, uh, coming up on holiday season here of, of various types and uh, uh, kind of getting excited about it. So, yes, looking forward to the holidays. It's always a good time. Uh, there's, you know, the little bit of the stress that goes on with the holidays. They're just all the different activities that are going on. But but it is at the end of the day, a really nice, uh, really nice opportunity to to step back and and kind of recharge and get ready for the second half of the school year. Well, and and I, I imagine you've had a lot of activity and maybe a little stress involved recently too, because we're on the backside of the big fall conference, IETC. So um, get, tell us about IETC, Brian, and your role in it and, and, um, you know, tell us about the Illinois Ed- Education and Technology Conference. Yeah, it, uh, you, you're talking about the stress piece. It's every every year with IETC, October flies by and then November happens and we have IETC and then a few weeks go by and you're like, oh, wow, it's it's already almost the holiday time. It, it just it makes the makes the fall time go really, really quickly. But uh, my role, I'm I'm one of uh, many committee members responsible for helping to put on IETC each year. Uh, my role is to oversee the programming aspect of the of the conference. So it's uh, from selecting the different sessions that are going to be going on for the breakout sessions and workshops to creating the schedule, um, helping to get the keynotes identified and booked, and and just making sure that the uh, you know. The, the real meat and potatoes of the conference, so to speak, are that, that kind of falls under my responsibility. Make sure that those are all uh, done and, and hopefully each year, hopefully that they're done uh, in, in a way that makes people excited and, and they learn something. So, well, I, IETC, I, even before I came to work with the LTC, IETC was always one of my favorite conferences because it attracts the big names but it's small enough to feel like um, you're, you're a part of a community. Oh, absolutely. Um, as we were talking before we started recording, you know, IETC was the first conference I ever presented at way, way back when, probably six, seven, eight years ago now at this point. Um, and, you know, it's, it's always been one that I've, I've had kind of circled on my calendar before I joined the LTC of one that I really, really, really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um I, what I appreciate about it, and I've and I've had this conversation with with other people, is that um, IETC is great because it's number one, it's it's centrally located, uh, Springfield, you know, Illinois. You you don't have to drive uh, three hours, four hours, five hours to a big city somewhere to um, to attend. It's it's right in hopefully most people's in central Illinois backyard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it still has, you know, we had this year, um, you know, this year we're coming up on just shy of 700 participants. Wow. So it's still got good numbers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it feels intimate. Like um, you feel like you're in a, a, a cohort of, of fellow educators that you can learn from and talk to, and it doesn't feel intimidating to walk into a exhibit hall with thousands of people. Um, right. It's still very approachable, very, um, uh, you know, very welcoming environment. So I, 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 that's what I love about IETC. And, and we're in a new venue uh, for the second year. Um, uh, the, the, the venue upstairs is just phenomenal. Um, it's a big stage. It's set up like, you know, the great big conferences. It's really, I think it's kind of a, a classy main stage. Um, and uh, it's right next to the exhibit hall. It's it, actually, it's part of it. Um, how how has the whole exhibit hall keynote experience been received by um, attendees? Overall, it's been it's been really good, uh, a really good change. Um, it's nice to be in the heart of downtown, uh, walking distance from a lot of restaurants and, and nightlife and things like that. If you're interested in, in uh, you know, enjoying yourself after the conference is over. So that's great. Um, the the location itself, it's great because, um, like you were mentioning, we've got a really nice, large uh, keynote area, which we can do a lot of different things, too. And we're constantly looking for how we can improve that um and not to mention the, the facility themselves and we had some conversations during ietc this year and they're, they're making some improvements next year which are mm-hmm. going to in turn allow us to provide a different experience uh in coming years for our keynote area um, but it's been it, that's been really well well received and well done it, it's a nice big stage um to put people up on display <laughs> and i like doing that um it's great to have the exhibit hall uh, right there, right outside the curtains from there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it feel, you know, in past years, it, it, it felt like the exhibit hall was kind of its own area. The breakout rooms were their own area. The keynote area was its own area. And they were all kind of, you didn't really have a whole lot of mixing between. Now mm-hmm. with the new location, um, you know, you you walk in and you're, you know, you're first greeted by the, you know, in the lobby. Then once you go in, it's either I'm going into the exhibit hall or to the breakout rooms. Right. And you have to walk through the exhibit hall to get to the keynote area. So it's it's very much a everything is all connected, easy to get to, easy to navigate. Um, it's all right there. So yeah. that's been really well received. It's been a it's been a very positive thing for us. Yeah. The the downstairs, the breakout room areas, um it you know, in in the past we'd have to go to different floors and different rooms that had different names. Now we're all on one floor and I, I gotta say, it it feels there's 700 people and how many concurrent sessions, roughly? There, there's generally um, most time slots have approximately uh, 10 to 13 breakout rooms going on. Mm-hmm. And but it feels it feels small. It it feels like an elementary or a junior high school. You know, when it's in passing time yeah. uh, between classes it's it, it's it's very intimate it's it's very personal um you have time to talk to presenters and even keynoters um i i've just been really impressed with the 
the the change that makes it feel so much more like a personal experience rather than I'm a one little fish in a big giant pond, you know? Oh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you, you can space out as much as you need to, but it's not, again, it's not the overwhelming feel of walking into a room with, you know, mm-hmm. a huge number of people, but also, um, you know, a nice, you have the opportunity, I think as a presenter also to connect with your audience, um, you know, mm-hmm. some of the some of the rooms can hold up to 130 people. Uh, the smaller rooms hold down to around 40 to 50 people. Um, yeah. But any anything in between, it feels like it's it's a intimate enough venue that you can connect with your with with your participants in that breakout session. Great, great. And I heard the food was really good this year. <laughs> food's great. That's always you know those are always the things that you look at on the evaluations at the end. Of right. The year. And uh, and you know that's one thing oh, we love our evaluation. We love the feedback. Um, and, and and we, I've said here, we, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, we've had some suggestions for improvement too, and we we act on those, and we're we're always looking for ways to improve everything, not just the um, the things that are pointed out to us. Like, hey, what if next year you tried something like this? But you know, even even things that are going well, we're looking to improve. And you know, the best part about it is, um, you know, I know that there are a handful of things that a uh, couple things that came up during the evaluations that would, people would like to see work a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that um, uh, Kara, the event coordinator uh, with the LTC and I have been working on um, making, t- we've already been in meetings with other uh, opportunities to make some of those, those improvements. And so we're, we're getting close to, um, you know, figuring out what we're going to do next year to, to make some of those improvements. So it's, it's exciting to, to be able to make those changes, but yes, food is always important at a conference. It was fantastic food. The, um, yeah. everybody who was involved in the catering process was great. So, um, as long as food goes well, it's, it's, um, it's always a good day in my book. Yeah. And you know, you, th- that's a really good point. And I'm not sure that people really understand when you fill out those evaluations, Brian, you read every single one of those. I do. From the rate this item to the long form comments. And like you said, you take action on those when you can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There, You know, there's always some things that you can, <clears throat> that are beyond your control. Sure. Whether it's a you know limitation of your venue or the time frame or something like that, mm-hmm. there's there there's always going to be something that um, I wish I wish we could have had met that need for that person, but that just um, it didn't happen, and that that happens everywhere. Um, but you know we we look at those things and we say what can we what can we do what can we do differently next year and how can we try to improve this and even if it's a small thing, um, we're always looking for how to improve and I think that that's that's an important thing for a conference is to not get stuck in their ways. Um, and also not like, as I mentioned, it's not to hang your hat on what you've done well in the past and just continue. Um, right. but it's to say, okay, well, this is going really well and nobody had anything to say about it. They all said it was great. That doesn't mean that there's not room for improvement or ways to, um, make it more accessible, make it more engaging, make it something that's even better the next time. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, folks, when you go to those conferences, real people do really read those evaluations. Yeah. Um, we we had a great time at trivia in the evening. That, that was, was fun. fun. 
Oh, oh, and we had excellent Wi-Fi coverage, which is always important at a tech conference. Yeah, so. a huge thank you to uh, Jared and, and uh, Butch on our tech team for working to secure our own network for the conference. That is one thing that's that's rough is when you're a technology conference and your Wi-Fi is not good. Yeah, uh, that's. That's not good. So we we made sure that we took care of that this year. So that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Well, we also um, uh, had the podcast there and we had a handful of people who um, volunteered to provide their input on uh, the, uh, the, the IETC experience. So let's let them tell us what they felt like. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm excited to hear what they had to say. Hi, everyone. We're here today with Tim McElvain, Executive Director of the Learning Technology Center of Illinois and my boss. And uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about what's happening here at IETC today. Well, it, uh, it's going really well so far. We have had our keynote with Carl Hooker this morning. He talked a lot about innovation and how to uh, bring that spark to students and your classroom. And then throughout today, we have sessions that are focused on topics like artificial intelligence, digital learning, computer science, um, pretty much the whole gamut of educational technology. Mm -hmm. And how many years has this been uh, the kind of the LTC's fall conference mm. kind of a thing? That's a good question. So the past four years, uh, it has been the LTC's conference, mm -hmm. but this is actually the 30th year of the conference. Wow. Which we've not made a big deal about and probably should have, but it's 30 years. It's been going on. This has always been my favorite conference from my days back in the classroom and, and uh, in the central office. This has always been my go-to conference because it's, it's big enough that you get a, you get people from all over the state coming in, but it's small enough that it feels like people are talking not at you, but with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, that to me is a real draw for IETC. You don't feel like a number in a mass of people. Yeah. Um, how are our, how are, uh, how's attendance looking this year? Are we, are we doing pretty good? We're, we're doing great. It's, uh, Every year, it seems we get slightly bigger. So we're at roughly 700 right now. Mm -hmm. And just kind of going off what you were saying, we've you and I have both been to conferences that have had 10,000 attendees, <laughs> right? Right. And you get lost both in the building and you get lost with the people who are attending and you don't make those connections that mm -hmm. are, are meaningful and really build you up as a person and build you up as an educator. And so uh, I think one of the things I love about IATC is how intimate it is, right. how you see this, some of the same people year after year and you get to know them because you see them in IETC and then every year you see new people <laughs> and have those conversations that really spark you as an educator. I met some people from uh, Southern Illinois who we have uh, mutual friends and uh, connected them with some other people um, in other parts of the state and we wouldn't have, mm -hmm. we wouldn't, those people and I uh, none of us would have made those connections if we hadn't been here. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So what's happening tonight? Well, we have IETC trivia. 
So, right. You're right. That's oh, right. yeah. The See? audience really appreciates this. Everyone. Right. Yes. Trivia. Right. Um, so this is the second year we've had trivia. Huh? It's going to be bigger and better than last year, which was pretty big mm-hmm. uh, or pretty good last year. So this is going to be fantastic. And everybody at ITC is invited to come out. We're going to be playing um, uh, for a couple hours, free pizza, mm-hmm. bar. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, and I understand we're going to have a special guest attending this evening isn't that right i i know who you're talking about uh-huh so i will we'll just have to not mention it because okay. if somebody wants to know they'll have to come next year to right. see a special guest absolutely absolutely and if you're not tempted by that it's a giant hedgehog so so yeah who wouldn't want to see that <laughs> um and and abe lincoln was wandering around yes. here mm-hmm. the real abe lincoln came to visit okay uh, yeah. he he talked to all the vendors attendees Great photo op. Hopefully we have him again next year. Absolutely. He has a busy schedule, though. He told us he was going to the Ford Theater after today. So oh, we'll, oh, yeah, oh. we'll just see. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll see how that yeah. works out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and hope it's tomorrow, a good show. Yeah. I hope it's a good show. Um, memorable, to be sure. Yes. Um, I wonder what's happening tomorrow. Well, we kick off the day with at Tech Share. Actually, let me we really kick off the day with our, our women in technology uh, breakfast and panels is a, a new feature of IETC where we are we have a panel of, of uh, technology leaders who are women and they're going to be talking about their experiences and it's going to be moderated by Mindy Fiscus, our Director of Government Affairs. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have EdTechShare, which is a, a really fun event where we invite four leaders, educational technology leaders, to talk um about something they're passionate about tools apps strategies so it's a very fast-paced session mm-hmm. this is our keynote and then we have sessions the rest of the day, All day. yeah wow there's no stopping at IE. there is no stopping okay yeah. well tim McElvain, thank you very much for spending some time with us here on the podcast and um i hope the conference goes very well and uh uh, hope next year's is even bigger and better. Of course. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, we are here at IETC 2023 with Alex Valencic. Did I get that close? Yes, you did. You got oh. it right. Spot on. All right. So Alex, uh, Alex is the uh, professional learning coordinator at Freeport. Yep. So this is not your first IETC, is it? No, it's not. I think this is number Four. Number four. I, I think okay. so. Okay. I've lost track now. <laughs> okay. So what are you learning about at IETC this year? Uh, this year, I've really been trying to focus in on student engagement, classroom management type things. Mm-hmm. I was just in a session actually where the speaker, Melissa, she was actually talking about how the focus needs to move away from classroom management and on learning management, being uh-huh. explicit with what we want students to do because it's something I've, I've heard so much in like the last year, Brene Brown, who lifted it from, I think, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. the whole clear is kind. You, sure. can't, you can't hold people to an expectation you don't tell them. Right. So I've been really excited. Some of the sessions I've, going, I've been going to where I've been hearing that message of when it comes to technology, when it comes to the learning tasks we're giving students, and it comes to walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. If we don't actually tell the students what it is we need to do, and if we're not telling staff, we can't hold them to an expectation of things we didn't actually tell them. 
Excellent point. Excellent point. And you bring up something really important too. People come to IETC focusing on the T, the technology in IETC, but it's much, much more than that, isn't it? Yeah. And that's everything I'm seeing like in the sessions that technology, it's there because it's all around us. But most of the sessions I'm going to, they're not like, hey, we're going to teach you how to use Nearpod or we're going to teach you how to use Paradeck. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, these things exist. How are we using them intentionally to improve learning? Right, right. Technology is a tool. It doesn't replace good classroom management and good learning activities and, yeah. and, and what's best for kids. Yeah, which, I mean, our keynote this morning, right, Carl Hooker, he's talking about like there's an app like, was it, will robots take my job or whatever it was called, right? Right. And it's like, no, robots can't take the job of teachers away from us. It's not ever. It's not going to happen. Right, right. So, and you've been involved in the planning of IETC in the past. Yeah, in yes? the past I have been. Okay. So, does, that's probably a pretty easy job. You don't, <laughs> it just yeah. kind of cruise along and yeah, you don't so, really do anything, yeah, do I mean, you? I wasn't part of it this year, but yeah, I mean, the group typically start the planning in February. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my past experience was meetings at least monthly, sometimes a couple of times a month going mm -hmm. through and, you know, all the little details. It's really interesting. Um, I was talking to some of my colleagues who were eating lunch and they're like, this is like the best lunch I've had offered at a conference I've gone to. And I'm like, well, no. Those are those little details that we really need to think about. And right. I, I appreciate the committees really drill down to those specific details to make sure the attendee experience is a good one. Good. And speaking of the attendee experience, are you going to be uh, coming out to trivia tonight? Yeah. Oh, I will definitely be on trivia. And you know, we'll, we'll see if I can redeem myself from last year. And uh, I, I helped come up with the trivia questions and I missed uh, some of them. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. So, but I'm excited for the trivia. That that social part is such a it's a big part of what I love about IETC is like the that network of people. You know, it's like I've never been to ISTE, but when you hear about a conference that has attendance in like the tens of thousands, you're like, you're never gonna meet anybody you know and you're never gonna see them again because there's just too many people. Mm -hmm. But here it's much more of a um it, it's a large conference, but it feels small. It feels like yeah. you're you're seeing your your students or your colleagues in the hallways yeah. between classes, yeah, feels, just like you would throughout the day. Yeah, it sounds like, a, in some ways, it feels like almost more like a family reunion. Like it's, you right. know, we're all in our different places, but we come together once a year to reconnect with each other. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and connect with uh, people yeah. we haven't met before. Yeah, and connect with new people and build a network. Excellent. Alex, it's great to see you. Thanks for being on the podcast and hope to see you again very soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, we are here with Heather Brown. Heather, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you do it? I am a kindergarten through fifth grade math interventionist and STEAM teacher in a little rural school called East Coloma Nelson Elementary up in Rock Falls, Illinois. Okay. And I have been, this is my 10th year there, Oh, but fantastic. I was primarily a third grade teacher and I moved over to math. Uh, and STEAM, I And understand. STEAM, yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I've seen you around the hallways at uh, IETC and other places before. Yes. <laughs> okay. So not your first rodeo here no, at IETC. No, not at all. So um, how many times is this? 
for IETC for you? This is my third IETC. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what are your general impressions of IETC so far? I love IETC because it's more of a local feeling. It's just a like a warm neighborly feeling where everyone's willing to talk. Everyone's your friend. Mm -hmm. We all are constantly sharing information with each other and sharing ideas. And it's just a wonderful place to be. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're glad you're here for sure. Thank you. Um, so have you, um, what are your big takeaways from this IET so far? Like what kind of sessions have you attended and what are you getting from? My favorite one was a STEAM session I attended. And for some reason, I'm blanking on the names of the presenters, of course. Okay. But they had um, monthly STEAM challenges. And I thought that would be so fun because I work in a K-8 district. Mm -hmm. So to see how kindergartners do with it compared to eighth graders would be so much fun. And to see the progression mm -hmm. and kind of to challenge other grade levels around them, it would just be really fun to me. And then they were also talking about um, connecting it to their essential math. Well, right now we're working on our essential standards mm -hmm. to figure out what ones are our priorities versus ones that we don't have to work on as much. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to make STEAM lessons to go with all of these different essential standards that the teachers can embed into their actual classrooms. That way the kids can see that STEAM isn't just a Mrs. Brown subject. Right. It's in every subject as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. So um, are there um, are there any other sessions? I mean, there's lots of topics out there out there on the so many. agenda today um, and tomorrow. Um, what ha what else have you been um, learning about here um, and what do you plan to take back? What else do you plan to take back to your school district. Well, I loved Carl Hooker's um, keynote today mm -hmm. because I'm all about making mistakes. It, I'm Miss Frizzle. You make mistakes, you get messy. Right. Like that's the whole point to me of education. Absolutely. And so I really like the way he had, I think it was seven reasons that people might not be willing to, you know, try new mm -hmm. things. It's that whole fear. And I'm not one of those people. I'm one of those people that I jump in head first and I don't care if I fail. So for me to understand why some people aren't that way was very important. And so then I can take some of those ideas he gave us and kind of lean into the teachers a little bit and be more understanding, but still provide that, hey, but you have a support system here. Yep, and yep. And still provide a little yes, push, a yes, little gentle shove yes. in, the, in the innovation space. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Um, are you coming out to the uh, trivia this evening? I will be viewing the trivia. Viewing. Very viewing. good. Very good. Okay. I will be problem. cheering everyone on. Yep. <laughs> Not a problem. That was me last year. Yep. That will um, definitely be me. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Um, and anything tomorrow that's really stand, stands out to you as far as, ah, here's a session or something I can't miss? Um, I have several marked down in the app. but. Mm -hmm. I honestly can't tell you what they are off the top of my head because I'm part of the keynote tomorrow. So my oh. head is on that. <laughs> well, tell us about tomorrow's keynote then. Well, we have an EdTech share tomorrow mm -hmm. 
And I am sharing three different apps that can be used for elementary teachers because we have heard many times that at these tech conferences, these are materials that middle school and high school students can use, but not elementary. Mm -hmm. Well, the ones I'm sharing tomorrow can be used for all levels. So Excellent. not just elementary, but I'm just saying, hey, elementary teachers, look, here's uh -huh. some really awesome stuff for you. Excellent. Yes. And you're right. A lot of times when people come to conferences, they say, this is great, but not for me. Right. And there's something for everyone. Here. There really is. There really is. Excellent. Okay. Well, Heather Brown, thank you very much. Enjoy IETC and we'll see you around the hallways again real Sounds soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. So folks, we're here today with Linda DeYoung at uh, the Illinois Education and Technology Conference 2023. <laughs> yeah. uh, Linda, I, what do you do when you're not hanging out at conferences? Sure. So I work currently at as the professional learning facilitator at ROE4, okay. which is um, words that don't really mean much, but I uh, do all of their online learning management system work. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of their virtual like workshops, conferences, um, designing courses, uh, running the courses, facilitating those courses, and some marketing, some graphic design. So a lot of creative work, which I really enjoy. And I'm excited to be here. Great. Is this your first time at a conference like this? It's not my first time at a conference like this, but it is my first time at IATC. Okay. So I was at EdTech Next with you guys earlier in the summer. Mm -hmm. I was presenting there and I'm here today presenting as well. So okay. what are you presenting on? So myself and Holly Kelly um, with LTC presented or co-presented on brainology, how technology impacts um, the student brain, the brain in general, and just ways to set boundaries and manage technology so that's working for you, not working so that you're using it, it's not using you. Very interesting. I'll bet that's, I, I bet that was a highly attended uh, yes, session. it was. I think we probably had like 50 wow. people in that session. So yeah. that's a popular topic. It is. We might circle back around yeah, to that for sure. a future episode <laughs> or a webinar or something like that. Okay. okay. Well, let's talk about your experience here at IETC. Sure. Um, how, how do you think, how does IETC kind of stack up to other conferences or mm -hmm. conventions you've been to? So this um, reminds me a lot of like RSEC, like the Raising Student Achievement Conference, where there's just so many topics that you can attend. There's a wide variety of presenters and lots and lots of breakouts for, you know, every hour block. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of choice. Uh, I love you guys have a great exhibition hall, actually. Mm -hmm. Some of the some of the exhibition halls at other conferences kind of feel like sad tables yeah. whereas here there's a lot of freebies a lot of like engaging people and products and things to look at um you guys are feeding us that's great we love to <laughs> we love to be fed <laughs> we've, we've gotten some good yes some no pun intended we've gotten good feedback on feedback. the food uh today today especially yes so. so um it's been really awesome uh the keynotes have been great that we had the kind of half day yesterday about ai mm -hmm. which is such a fascinating topic and i think is i mean right now everyone's talking about ai so it's a little bit like 
more AI, but mm -hmm. it's because it's what's coming, you know, right. it's the future mm -hmm. and for There's, better or for worse. Right. There's no escape. No, <laughs> Pandora's box is open. <laughs> like we're there. Right. Um, so we had that, that was a great session. And then this morning, super energetic about just what does it mean to be in innovative, which really spoke to me mm -hmm. because I have to innovate all the time to bring PD online to people and give them something that is relevant and engaging and isn't just kind of like public school works. No offense, public school works, but you know, just modules that you have to click through and sure. sure. Yeah. And that's that there is a place for that. Absolutely. Um, there, there is definitely a place, a place for that, but also that can be overdone. Mm -hmm. And I will say in my, the rest of my job, when I'm not podcasting, yes. I will say I've been guilty of that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just a little hint, we're looking at some ways to kind of modify that in the coming years. Watch the space uh, for future announcements. Very mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, what are some of the things that you have been um, kind of particularly impressed about? What are your big takeaways? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not you're not really our 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 focus demographic. You're not our course avatar, if you will, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, you, you come from sort of a different background mm -hmm. and it, you represent a different facet of the audience that we serve. So, um, what are you learning about and, and mm -hmm. how are, what are you going to take back and, mm -hmm. and implement? Absolutely. So, far? so, um, like you said, the audience that I serve is adult learners, um, and teachers, educators, staff members in school districts. So, you know, we're not working with those K-12 students directly necessarily. We're working mm -hmm. with those that impact those students, mm -hmm. um, leaders, you know. And so um, I went to a session today on badging um, oh. because right now we don't have a badging system in our ROE for our online courses, but sure. that's something I've always been interested in. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to have support of someone who has already implemented badge systems and has kind of a framework for them and resources to be able to go and see, well, is this something I could do in my practice to mm -hmm. make our online learning a little bit more personal? And it brought up all these questions of like, oh, maybe there should be a free course people can take where they get used to the actual LMS system and then they get a badge like, hey, you are proficient in Canvas, for example, or Blackboard or whatever that learning management is. And it's just a free course anyone can take. And then they actually get into their paid course and mm -hmm. then they also get a badge for completing that. Excellent. Or, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's that we have a leaderboard and we send like prizes to people for being at the top of the leaderboard every year, or maybe we send out physical like enamel pins for certain badges. So it just like got the wheels thinking about ways to make it more engaging, more personal, and for people to show off mm -hmm. the learning that they've done. Um, and of course, I'm also thinking about maybe those pitfalls, like, is it how do you really motivate people online to get what is essentially like a sticker? Right. <laughs> you know, like how do you motivate them to want the sticker? Sure. <laughs> and sure. so um, just trying to think through those and having support in that is great. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was just an example of like one session that I feel like gives me more tools and just the space and the time to think about how I'm going to implement new and better things for teachers, educators, staff members, leaders across my area. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we look forward to seeing all the fun things that you come up with <laughs> soon. And soon. <laughs> we don't expect yeah, eventually. big changes Monday. Yes, eventually. It'll take some time. Yes. But yeah. Well, got to get through the LMS first. The LMS searches first. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Well, Linda DeYoung from yeah. ROE4, yes. thank you very much for being on the podcast. Yes, and Matt. It's so nice to actually sit down with you. In real life? Yes. Matt and I work together online sometimes. A little, so. bit, little bit. So thanks <laughs> thank for being you. on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. My name is Carrie Moulton, and I am on the committee for IETC, so I help with the planning and everything. And I am also the trivia host. Ah. Um, for the trivia nights each year. Ah, so how much, what goes into planning IETC? So we meet monthly, um, mm -hmm. starting in usually like March or April. And we talk about like the sessions that we want to see and, um, the social events mm -hmm. and the different activities and vendors and kind of just trying to see how we can make this the best mm -hmm. conference for everyone possible. What do you, now you've been doing this for more than just this year, right? Yes, this is my third year being on the committee. Okay. What makes this year different than previous years? Well, so this is our second year here at the BOS. So I think mm -hmm. this year was just trying to, how can we improve on things from last year? Mm -hmm. And I think we did that. Like our internet's been awesome. Last year we had some internet issues, but we, you know, we're looking at things that maybe we got some feedback from and trying to change that. So getting better internet, getting our vendor sessions or not vendor sessions, our exhibit halls. Like that was mm -hmm. our exhibit hall is awesome compared to previous years. Like very true. More exhibitors um, engaging and just how can we look at engaging? So I would say this year we had more participants. We've had more vendors and exhibitors and just it's kind of feels back to like pre-covid like normalcy that's kind of nice it we is. don't get that in a lot no. of things in education now yeah. do we like i feel like we're back and we're getting sessions that are great and topics that are relevant to the teachers mm -hmm. and the awesome classroom. and i've heard good good things about the food so far yes the food was amazing yeah. we've had really good food pizza last night lunches I think it's been an overall great conference this year. We knocked last year out of the park this year's. So have you have you had any discussions about IETC 24 yet? So we have started at our kind of note document that mm -hmm. we are going to look at for. Um, so in about a month, we'll have another debriefing on kind of like what can we do for next year? And so we're already taking ideas. <laughs> on how we can even improve from this year and what we liked this year and what we need to fix for next year. So yeah, we're always thinking for the year before the next year. Well, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to the podcast. No problem. And um, we are looking forward to great things for 2024. Yes, and if you were not here, you need to be here next year. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. So next we're here with the LTC's Emily Poole. She's an instructional coach in the Western Illinois region. And uh, Emily, yes. tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do for LTC. So I am an instructional technology coach in the Western area of Illinois, and I serve Pikeland School District. Okay. Go Sockies. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so I get to go to their school a couple days a week and support their teachers in integration of technology and understanding technology, finding ways to use technology with their students and really just anything that they need help with. Yep. So. And some of you may uh, 
recognize Emily as uh, the voice and the face behind several of our online courses as well. Yeah. So when I'm not in the coaching realm, as, as you know, Matt, I get to work with you and help with the coursework. So we love doing those Google Basics courses and all mm -hmm. those ways to help people so that they can learn on their time when they want to in their own space. And coming soon, coming we soon. may have some fun things to release in the springtime too. Super excited about what we're creating for that. Yeah. For the for that next level. We've got a lot of people that are doing the basics and maybe yeah. they already have the basics under their belt. And so maybe they're interested in a little bit more. So we've got these little micro pieces. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. So Emily, um, we're here at IETC 2023 mm -hmm. at the BOS Center in Springfield. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your, what are your overall impressions of IETC 2023? So it has seemed like it has run so smoothly. We've mm -hmm. had so many people comment on the great organization and how many, like the variety of sessions. There've been a lot of sessions on AI, which is super hot right now, but I think supporting educators, the IT people and all the tools and the tricks and how we're using that just seems like those rooms have been really full. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of fun, different ones. The Lego room that was set up was great. The exhibit hall was super full which was nice to see all those different vendors coming out and supporting and getting to talk to educators. Mm -hmm. Carl Hooker as our keynote, engaging, wonderful message. I think everybody needed to hear what he had to say. So it's just all around has been a wonderful experience. When you're looking over the um, agenda mm -hmm. of um, uh, sessions, mm -hmm. um, what, what have you seen so far? So like I said, AI has been hit, but I think it's been hit from a lot of different angles. So as educators, as IT people, as coaches, you know, from the student perspective, I attended a great one on professional development. And it was talking about how to help bring professional development to your school. Um, my favorite message that I think I got from that one was like, hey, here's things we didn't or we did and they didn't work, but they might work for you. And so just accepting failure and saying it didn't work, but maybe it could work. So always giving those ideas that someone else might use as a springboard. Getting back to Carl Hooker's message yes. about embracing yeah. failure and celebrating. Right. It. right. You know? um, and we always kind of remember things when we fail at it first. True. So that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, I remember when I didn't get it. And then you do get it. So that's been great. Um, I know my friend Beth is doing a great one on coaching right now. Mm -hmm. I, I missed the beginning of that, but I'll catch up with her on that later. Uh, let's see what else. We've had some innovation with the STEM tools and different mm -hmm. things. So just the wide variety that you can get, whether you're a classroom teacher, your IT, your media specialist, there's just, I think there's a little bit for everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I also like the idea that if, if you're into the tech stuff, there's there's stuff for IT. Yeah. There's stuff for the nerdy people like me who like to dig into the applications and mm -hmm. learn how to use those. But at the root of it all is, how does all of this stuff really support students and learning first? Mm -hmm. and, and how can learning about the IT stuff, how can learning about the apps support yeah. the activities it all in the comes classroom. Together. And I'm glad you said that about students because a couple of the sessions too have had student presenters, nice. like teachers, or we've had some students, I think they were from uh, over there on uh, Western Illinois by me, brought a group of edu future educators. Oh, they fantastic. are in an education class in high school and they came. So so when we say it's a little bit of everybody, um, I think from, you know, from the IT, the wires, the cables, those people, all the way through, you know, your teachers, your coaches, we all make an impact. It doesn't matter where you are. You, 
everybody has the opportunity to make an impact on the learning for a student. Because mm -hmm. if the if the opportunities you want to provide for your students or the things that you want to do, if your wires and cables aren't working the way or your permissions aren't keeping your students safe, that gets in the way mm -hmm. of what you want to deliver for your students. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yep. no matter who you are in a school, if we are all surrounded, you know, we surround those students, we all play a role in their success. Yeah. So. Emily Poole, thank you very much Thanks for, for me, this short segment on uh, on the One to One podcast. We yeah. appreciate you. All right. Good times. Okay. So we are here today with uh, Lisa Schwartz and Barb Speckhart. Um, ladies, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, who you are, and what you're doing here at IETC? Yeah. Well, hi, Matt. Thanks for having us on today. My name is Lisa Schwartz, and... I'm a regional ed tech coordinator for the Learning Technology Center. And this is my 25th year in education. The first 19 years I spent in the classroom teaching sixth through ninth grade. And now I am uh, uh, on my sixth year here at the, uh, with the <clears throat> LTC. And Barb? Yeah. Thanks for having us. Sure. Um, my name is Barb Speckhard. I am the technology coordinator at Payson School District. Uh, I've been in that position for 24 years. And before that, I had spent uh, 12 years in the classroom teaching math and computer science. Okay. So I've seen computers change from dot matrix printers moving forward. What did you present on this year? Yeah, we presented on the micro bit and using paper and cardboard and then incorporating the micro bit into that. Oh, cool. So don't have to give a, don't have to have a huge uh, capital outlay to teach some basic coding and and circuitry type uh, uh, of lessons, huh? You can get into micro bits for under fifty dollars. Wow! Um, it, they're they're just a great cross the board circuit board for your students to use from littles to bigs, and um, and we introduced something relatively new. It's the micro bit classroom. Mm -hmm that allows the teachers to somewhat monitor the coding that the students are doing and provide tips and tricks or to send them code. Great. Very cool. Um, so good turnout. Are you happy with turnout? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Had a good turnout mm -hmm. and it was a workshop. So it was a two hour mm -hmm. session mm -hmm. and got to be hands on. They got to make a micro pet and then they could code the micro bit to have the micro pet make sounds, uh, make faces. So, okay, yeah. cool. And that's something that kids could do in the classroom. You don't have to, and is, is this something that like teachers would have to come here to like IETC to learn about? No, there's virtual workshops that they can do if they reach out. There's other teachers, of course, here at the LTC, uh, several of the coaches and um, the regional ed tech coordinators can help out and provide them with support resources and even workshops on site on site yeah. out in or the schools virtual. Yeah. yeah gotcha or even okay. like at a regional office of education workshop oh, okay and there's so. a ton of online resources for them to use to support them as they move forward with the micro bits cool, cool. yeah today in the workshop we had some people who have been using micro bits for a few years <clears> and they didn't, we shared with them some resources they had no idea were out there. Wow. And they were happy to just to walk away with those. Yeah. Excellent. 
Excellent. Um, so what are, what are your overall impressions of IETC? Is this the first time, now Lisa, I know you've been to IETC before, but um, Barb, how, how many times have you been to IETC? Um, more than I can count. <laughs> so, um, having been in, in education for 35 years and always been involved in computer science, I have been here on and off for many years. So what's the draw to IETC for you? Um, the camaraderie of the people that you meet and develop relationships with and getting to see what what's new and um, interesting out there and, and just bouncing ideas off of people you know that those are conversations you can have an email, but they're much better to have one-to-one -one, and mm -hmm. it's just building those relationships we've really I, I just really enjoy the relationships that we've established mm -hmm. and of course the vendor hall is always a great place too mm -hmm. and to answer that as well what's so great about this being from central illinois we have something in our backyard mm -hmm. and you know we've got some great sessions we've got learning we don't have to travel three four hours mm -hmm. to learn all of this and then you know, to piggyback off of what Barb was saying, the, the networking and getting to see people that we've met over the years. Mm -hmm. Because I think my first IETC was back in, <clears throat> I'm dating myself here, mm -hmm. back in 2009. Yeah. And that's when I was teaching computers and computer science. And I remember learning about Scratch and just learning about some of the different resources out there that I could take back to the classroom mm -hmm. and that I wouldn't have learned about otherwise. And that's kind of the great things that my first IETC was about that time as well. Okay. And um, there are people that I see here that I don't see for the rest of the year, but I know that they're going to be at IETC mm -hmm. and I get to reconnect with them and talk about the things that they're doing in their classroom and, and learn about that. And, and I can share with them things that I've learned since last year and how that can influence their classroom, which I think is great. And the idea that you don't have, like you said, Lisa, you don't have to leave uh, uh, and, and be four or five hours from home in order to get really good professional learning yeah. uh, about the latest and the greatest, which I've been... I've always been impressed with, uh, with this conference, even before I came to LTC. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Have there been any other sessions here this year that have been particularly interesting to you? I really liked the keynote, uh, Carl Hooker mm -hmm. yesterday that he just brought a different spin on things, the innovation, he got us involved, uh, doing activities and, just re-energized yeah. many of us in the crowd. And yeah. to kind of springboard off that, the, the AI sessions, yeah. the resources um, have been phenomenal to be able to take back. Um, anything else about um, IETC that just has stood out to you this year? I think just that even all of the connections with the vendors and just seems like one big happy family. I mean, because mm -hmm. sometimes with the vendors, we've gotten to know them and they're part of our, our network now too. And the, the lunches have Food's been, been amazing for some reason. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. But thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
So that always, and it's one of the few conferences you come to where the food's actually included. Right. So that really is a respectful of our time that we're able to really focus on getting to as many sessions and developing as many conversations and relationships with others that we can and not having to leave the conference to go eat. Uh, Barb Speckhart, Lisa Schwartz, thank you both for uh, spending a little time with us here on the podcast. And uh, hope we'll see you back here at IETC 2024. We had a lot of good feedback from uh, participants and uh, presenters and even uh, an, another committee, a uh, couple of committee, committee members um, this year. Next year, what can we expect, Brian, from IETC? Well, I'm glad you ask. Uh, next year, uh, I'm really happy to announce that uh, one of our uh, featured keynote speakers and, and featured breakout speakers uh, for one of the days will be none other than Eric Kurtz, yeah. who is the host and the uh, creator uh, man, extraordinaire when it comes to his website control all to achieve. Uh, that that was a great web. That was that was a huge resource to me when I was still in the classroom. I loved. Right. I, I felt like every time I wanted to do something, I'm like, hey, how can I use technology or how can I use Google to make this cool, this really cool, or this really more interactive and engaging for my students? His website was the first one to go to, and he has such incredibly yeah. practical ideas for how to boost engagement and get people you know get get students excited about learning get teachers excited about teaching so really excited to have to have eric as um one of our keynote speakers mm -hmm. for next year and, and still working to develop uh and and improve that conference every day practically um do do we have a timeline for registration and calls for uh, presentations and things like that yet? Uh, don't have exact dates for registration and the RFP to present, but I, you will see those very shortly after the first of the year. Um, our goal, um, again, looking for ways to improve. I'm hoping that we can have a, a proposal out, um, you know, early, early, early 2024 and, um, getting those notifications, getting people accepted, um, getting that schedule built out much earlier than we have in the past, um, letting people know uh, that they've been accepted much earlier than in the past. So I'm excited about that, looking after the first of the year. Well, and who should apply to present? Like, we work for kind of a state organization, but but who else might present, you know? Man, or... that's, that's a great question. And honestly, anyone and everyone. And, and I say that because, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, IETC was the first conference that I threw my name in the hat as a, as a speaker. And, you know, eight years ago, I was, um, I just kind of started using technology in the classroom. And I thought, I've went to all these conferences and learned from all these people. Surely there's something that I can talk about. And I, I you know, you go back and forth and you say, Oh, that's not that special. That's not that cool. But I, I promise you, if you're doing something there, there's 20 people out there that are going to be at the conference that are going to say, oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard of that or yeah. thought of that before. 
Um, and I, I, you, there's no reason to be intimidated about presenting it, especially at IETC. It's very easy. It's very laid back. And we're here to help. You know, um, that's mm -hmm. one thing that, that I get often is people will be accepted for a presentation and they'll email me and say, can you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how how pe how do people generally structure their sessions? What are, what are some things that I should um, try to include to make uh, my description sound exciting that people want? And we are more than happy to help with that. We help people, um, you know, talk through their their kind of schedule, like the, the agenda for what they want to do. Mm -hmm. and, and our goal is really to 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 help everyone, not just the participants, but the presenters as well have a successful and, um, you know, engaging and learning experience at the conference. Um, and it's not just teachers. We, we want to hear from oh. instructional coaches. We want to hear from uh, tech leaders. You know, that's one thing that, that um, we want to make sure that we always provide opportunities for, um, you know, those, those people who are the tech coordinator for their entire district and they don't have the opportunity to, you know, it's not like a, you know, a classroom teacher can go down the hall and say, Hey, what are you, what are your, how, what's your approach to this? Or how are you trying to teach mm -hmm. this in a way that gets, if you're the only tech director in the entire district, you've got to go to a different district to talk to somebody. And so right. we'd love to have people within that um, tech director, tech coordinator, tech specialist role, um, and even administrators talking about how you're using technology or how you're supporting and leading a technology initiative within your school. So um, really, it doesn't matter what your role is in, in public education. We want to hear from you and want you to share the cool things that are going on, um, you know, across the state and across the country. Yeah. So if you've got a project that uh, incorporates technology, if you've got a neat way to integrate technology in your classroom, even if you think it's uh, boring and everyone knows about it, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, you're probably wrong. Yeah. Not everybody knows about what you're doing. So, you know, we're here to help give you a voice and share what you're doing and help other teachers help kids the way you do. So look for that request for presentations coming out after the beginning of the year. And we hope we can see you at IETC 2024. Thanks, and the dates for next year will be the... Uh, November 13th, 14th, and 15th, again, back at the Bank of Springfield Center in uh, Springfield, Illinois. And we look forward to having people. And, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to me or, or anyone else on the LTC staff for questions, suggestions, anything like that. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> you as well. And to everyone out there listening. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the LTC one-to-one podcast. You can find and subscribe to this video podcast on YouTube or listen to the audio by subscribing on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was produced by the learning technology center of Illinois, a program of the Illinois state board of education. Learn more about the LTC at ltcillinois.org.